0: Hey guys, this is Dagon123 and welcome to... Tendicast! Welcome to the next episode of Tenchi Cast and the final episode in the I Tenchi Cast saga. 165,000 torrent downloads, 166,000 YouTube views, and four dedicated souls later, I Tenchi Muyo has finished airing and Tenchi Form has finished subbing it for the English-speaking world. To help us through our feels today, Chuck.
1: Sup, dogs? What's the word on the streets?
0: Crazed?
2: What's going on?
3: Pie? 2014, the year Tenchi came back.
0: Kiami? Hello? Nil?
4: Harry, I am honored beyond my ability to express myself. And who? The carnival's back!
1: How's it going, everyone?
0: What were your thoughts on I Tenchi Muyo's ending, and was it done well?
1: Well, first off, I want to uh, take this opportunity to say a huge, huge, huge thank you to the Translation team. In particular, uh, my good friend, uh, and friend in real life actually, uh, Titan of Chaos. He really went above and beyond the Call of Duty. Um, I think this has come out in maybe his first cast in here, but I literally asked him to do this for us 24 hours before the show began. And he literally jumped right at the opportunity and never missed a beat and really worked his butt off for a show that he knew nothing about, and he's a real trooper, so everyone out there, um, definitely give him thumbs up, thank him for all the awesome work he does, and also to the three people who are in this room right now, Neil Admirari for his endless, endless work, and Crazed and Dagon as well for all the stuff they did, they each and every one of them, were an integral and necessary part for bringing this show over. And all those hundreds of thousands of views and downloads, all thanks to them. So big thumbs up to you guys, and thank you so much for all the hard work you did. Um, and now to the question. Um, I thought the ending was was well done. Um, the fact that it was the final two weeks really helped counter the uh, the fact that it was spread out over, over ten days. So while it may have been short, in a total period of time the fact that it was spread out over 2 weeks and you had to wait every day to see the next 4 minutes of the finale was really awesome and that was a that was the one point i think where the 4 minute format really shone the best was when you were waiting and you were devouring every 4 minute morsel the day it was coming out and it would you could see the pu- the puzzle pieces falling into place over those final 2 weeks and so pacing wise i think the ending was when the 4 minute format uh, was it, was at its best. Um, Plot-wise, I thought it was good. They uh, they started pulling together threads rather early on, um, things that we had had questions about, like, why was Washu at the school, and that sort of stuff. And so there really wasn't too many questions, uh, in my mind at least, left by the end, so it, it covered all the bases in that respect. Um, from an emotional standpoint, it was really good. Um, the uh, I finally I finally had a reason to actually care about Momo. Um, she was the the last character in the in the show that I was still holding out on holding judgment for, and in the very end she did finally give me a reason to care about her, and I finally came around to really appreciating her character. So it was well done. Other than that, I think it really I mean it, it was a good serviceable ending. Uh, it was it was conclusive, well rounded, and it left just enough little bit hanging at the end to keep people interested in more and maybe we'll see it one day
0: I, I love the ending all the pieces came together at the end and
1: it ended and I was like
0: oh there are any more episodes left
1: I Never I really wanted more
0: so I hope we get more
2: um you know I'm pretty much gonna have to agree with a lot of what Chuck said the four minute format definitely came into its own uh there near the end it definitely helped the ending out and uh, I like how it ended, it, like Chuck said, left you with, ju- it, it answered a lot of questions, but it left you with just enough questions remaining to keep you wanting more. And uh, like that, it hasn't done what a lot of Tenshi shows have done in recent history where, where things are over-explained or where irrelevant things are over-explained and major things aren't touched on at all. I It wasn't guilty of any of those things. It did what it needed to do. And I just love the fact that Japanese fans on Twitter would ask Nagishi if he would go into further detail and if he would ever get together with the fans in some way and explain everything about the last couple of episodes to them. And Nagishi told them essentially, no, you have to use your imagination. And I like that because when's when's the last time in a tension show we've had we've had someone tell us, someone who made the show, use your imagination to figure it out. I'm not going to spoon feed everything to you. So was the ending well done in my opinion? Yes, very much so. Uh,
5: I, I, I got to say absolutely. And I think you're going to hear a lot of that for this cast, folks. So no apologies there. Um, absolutely. When you see... Not just Benny and Momo reunited, but then you see very much Nagishi as though signing his signature on it. Ryoko and Tenchi uh, embrace, and there's the, in this case, peach blossom petals they are from from Momo's tree, but absolutely he was evoking uh, imagery straight out of Universe, and by extension, straight out of our our memories, and so it was. I was I was just I was just absolutely just ecstatic when I was watching like the last two episodes and uh, the way it ended with Ryoko is that her usual one of her many usual lounging spots around the shrine and and the, it's just a typical day in the Masaki household, uh with Mihoshi and Aika and Sasami, very much as we remembered them all those years ago, no matter what continuity you're remembering, um, because it pulls from so many. So it was it was, it, was, it was absolutely, uh, it was a beautiful ending, and it left me wanting more, and I do not think that was an accident. So here's to more, thanks to that ending.
4: i she held his cards close to the chest, pretty much through its entire run. And I mean, in a way it sort of had to, because it needed something to kind of keep you going. the beginning, there was definitely a heavy emphasis on the new characters but it you know necessity it had to be that way so that you would care about them so that the rest of the show the finale would actually mean something by the end of it all and uh it was all coming down to these final two weeks i think getting rid of momo's uh afterwards at the end of every week her reflections it really spoke that that was what they were really pushing for and driving towards the whole time and i think it was perfectly done in the way that you got to learn about everybody as the series progressed get to kind of understand where everybody's come from and then have it turned on your head and in the period of two weeks have just all this crazy stuff start happening and need to get resolved. And it, it was practically nail biting, like, okay, how's that gonna work? How's, you know, the GP seems so confident in doing this, but WashU seems to have something up her sleeve, but what what's up her sleeve? And then Friday comes along and you don't have the answer to that yet. And, you know, you're legitimately frustrated because you need to know, you want to know, but you have to wait. Even though it's only five minute episodes a day, four minute episodes a day, and you get one every single day, just the rapid fire presentation just it kept you off your you know it kept you on your feet and just wanting to know what was going to happen next. you know it was a different type of storytelling compared to the usual show setup up and uh I, I think it's considering the constraints that it had uh something that we had read from Nagishi's Twitter when he was talking about doing. A couple, couple years ago, about five years back, there was talk of doing a Tenshi movie in Love 3, and obviously that didn't quite get all the way through for whatever reason. When the idea of doing more tension was brought up again, AIC President Mura had said that he wanted to do a show that you could watch on your commute, on your telephone, and not... Not have to worry about missing too much, but upon repeat viewing would still be full of information, you know, for the people who would want to watch it at home. With iTenshi, that was his test bed for that idea. He wanted to try, you know, he wanted to see if Tenshi could work, but he wanted to do it in really, really short uh, format. He initially wanted to do it as a series of 100 episodes at 90 seconds long and eventually Nagishi kind of elbowed him back towards you know let's, let's do 50 episodes at three and a half minutes instead like maybe that sounds a little better to everybody but you know they were pushing for it you know trying to trying to make this work and eventually they reached that uh, that negotiation like okay 50 episodes three and a half almost four minutes a piece you know let's let's see if the world is still ready for some Tenji Thoughts on previous weeks aside, the final two weeks displayed that Nagishi didn't really lose it. And for the people who appreciate things like Tenshi Universe in the movies, he's still perfectly capable of delivering that. And I think should Tenshi take off and, you know, Mura give him the reins again, we would be in good hands still. I think the last two weeks and the sheer just outburst of, love admiration from fans all over the world who we've we've taken a look at and talked to who are just so happy with the way that it turned out and just how nice it was to see these characters in full swing again that's it like that's how it's gonna be i I think the ending did very well and i myself particularly enjoyed it quite a bit
3: i really like the ending it Tied everything together nicely. It had a lot of the hijinks and action adventure you 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 imagine from the Tenchi series, from OVA One Universe, ex- hell even uh, Shades of Tokyo and certain things. The way Mo- way Momo's character are concluded. Uh, I thought it was very, very enjoyable. I thought it was done very, very well. It was – dragging it out over two weeks definitely added to the uh, nail-biting factor. Definitely made you want to see what was happening next. Endless speculation, and I was having a lot of fun doing some of that speculation. What the hell was was going to do, what in the world the GP had up their sleeve – one of the things I loved about this past week was just, or those past couple of weeks, were Gorikukun knocking it out of the park, the alien, the alien egg Washu puppets. Uh, we had also a good dose of good old fashioned Jiraiyan tree magic in the last week, and that was fucking good to see to see some of the some of those old concepts being brought back from the first OVA that haven't been touched on since 1992. Um, this, this show did, did it well. It did it, did it the way Tenshi should be done.
0: I will say that I thought I, Tenchi Muyo's ending was good. Great even. Very emotional. Very angsty in some parts of it. Uh, giving off some real Ava vibes uh, as it was going on. You know, I, I do want to say that I'm glad that Nagishi and by proxy I, Tenchi didn't feel the need to you know, go into grand, ultra, epic, mega space battle just because that has been done before, just because that is where, uh, as far as the main cast was concerned, that's where we left off. It didn't do things illogically, and, you know, I think that was something that a lot of people had a hard time with uh, as the series was going on, as they wanted to project what they thought should be an eye, and when they didn't get what they thought should have been there, uh, they held that against the show. And I really think that, you know, Aitenshi's ending was, it was simple. You know, it didn't have to be very grand. It it was short, sweet, and to the point. And that's not only what they had to work with, but that was the whole point. And, you know, I think not going that route says that, the people behind it know what they're doing. They know they don't need to fill a quota. They know they need to do what makes sense and what will be good ultimately for the show as a whole. And, you know, speaking of things that wouldn't fit, we finally get to see Ryo Oki. Even Even if all she did animation-wise was blink, you know, we got to see her. Uh, at the very end, we got to see mo- most of the uh, residents of the Masaki household at the Masaki Shrine. It was a very heartfelt a very heartfelt ending, you know, looking at the, uh, where Benny and Momo ended up. And uh, ultimately, I, I don't think it, it re-, for what, for the format, it was amazingly done. And very, very well put together. Now that the show is over, has your opinion changed from when you first started watching? And if so, at what point, or for what reason, did it change?
1: Um, I don't know if I'd say my opinion changed. I, from the very beginning, I approached this show very cautiously. I wasn't going to make any assumptions or jump to any conclusions, so um, I guess maybe my opinion about the viability of the four-minute format was the one that changed the most. Going in, I was very skeptical whether or not I'd be able to get any sort of sense of drama or danger or excitement from the four-minute format, and... That changed at the end. As I said before, the ending really drove home the suspense of watching something as, throughout the week in four-minute chunks. But in the beginning, I was very skeptical. And I guess when that started to change was around when they first started digging up crazy stuff from under the school, because then I really wanted to know, like, okay, like, what is under there? When are they going to get back to that? Um, in the beginning, I thought it would be a very lighthearted show. I was not sold on the idea that it would be a traditional grand story sort of thing, as we've seen in previous Tenshi series. I thought, being that it's largely funded by uh, Takahashi City, that'd it'd be a very lighthearted, terrestrial setting, um, school comedy sort of thing. And for a while, nothing really changed, in my opinion. Uh, I'd say that first started to change when... Um, we started seeing a lot more callbacks to the original show like we see the we see the Tenchikin sword um we start seeing Washu crabs around and then it's sort of it sort of gave off the vibe of okay, maybe things are coming down the road um but overall, I'd say i I always liked the show I always enjoyed it. there were some moments early on that i that gave me some pause, but they dealt with them very quickly so i I always liked the show and the only thing that really changed, in my opinion, was just how good I thought it would be. And it's, it exceeded my original expectations. So for that, I am grateful.
5: Uh, well, my opinion changed pretty quickly. Just, you know, watching
3: it. You know, cause it, was, it was senshi, so it gave it a chance. And at first, I didn't really know how to feel
5: about it. Like, cause, you know, new girls, and new series, and new character designs, and no Keone. But, you know, I was like, what's going on? But everything came together in the end, and added up. and I found Oh,
3: because just
2: like, was all, like, was my old friends, and you know, she was awesome, so. yeah, yeah, I like, good thing. You know, when we first learned about this show, I tried to do the same thing as Chuck. I tried not to jump to any knee-jerk opinions right off. You know, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see a little bit more of an explanation behind it. And when we first learned about the show and we learned it was an advertisement series, I was like, well, I don't, you know, I don't really know how I'm going to feel about this because it's just going to be them walking around the city, advertising a bunch of different places. There's not really going to be a whole lot to it. I don't know. It doesn't sound like my thing. Then when we learned that no, since she's going to be a teacher, my opinion changed quite a bit. I said, okay, for an advertisement series, this is an interesting way to take it. And uh, then when it started, first thing we see in the first episode is a panty shot on Momo where she falls on Tenchi's face. And it's a whole bunch of new girls there in the school with him. I'm like, okay, definitely not the advertisement series I thought it was, but I still don't really know how to feel about this. You know, is it going to be one of those very generic high school animes? Because I'm not really into that kind of thing. And when we saw the whole new cast of characters, I didn't know how to feel either. Because in a Tenchi series, it's like walking through a minefield. Like, <laughs> you better be prepared for what you're about to do. But, uh, and you know, like Chuck said, as it went on, I thought it was going to be a little bit more lighthearted. And then we start to see the overarching plot appear. And those last two weeks, I'd say... My opinion of this show has changed quite drastically uh, from when we first learned about it way back when.
5: When it was first announced, I was excited. I was like, "New Tenchi, yes." And in the back of my mind, I thought, even if I don't really care for it that much, yes. You know, when I was hearing about Nagishi's involved, I was hearing about it was going to be a, a you know a revamp of things. There's some new characters, I uh, and uh, you know updated books for. For contemporary anime fans i said yes this is a good thing objectively i was a little nervous though going in i said okay here we go new characters and the veneer of the uh contemporary over it i said how much how much of this is going to be tenchi and how much is going to be for lack of better words no offense but just you know cliche run-of-the-mill new-esque anime i guess and um, it starts off like it throws you in there. You get the new characters. You gotta wait a little for the old characters. You got Tenchi in these um, incredibly like uh, crazy situations right off the bat. These like you know, these like bondage scenes, and it's and and uh, and then you've got Ukon, and you're like, oh my goodness, she's like this dominatrix or something. Like, oh what it what's gonna happen? Here we go. But soon enough, my fears were put to rest. Um, I think one of the first ones where I was just freaking out was when they brought in the the old girls, Ryoko and Aika. And we were all freaking out over how amazing the transition was to the, the new look worked for them and how their personalities were there. They, it was it was them. It was them as though we caught up with them X number of years later and life just went on for the Masaki household. And then I remember another one was when they did the, uh, the callback kind of to the universe where Mahoshi's in her mech and Ryoko is like old school Ryoko and she's just kicking ass. And I'm like, yes. And I think a key moment, and this repeated itself multiple times throughout the series, but the first really key moment I can think of for me personally was our episode 17. Um, uh, I believe it's uh, the festival begins. And uh, there's a reason we chose that. For Chibi Pa, if you've seen that video, when we were introducing it to to people there, um, I I was astounded because every Tenchi series has always had that problem of you introduce a new character, especially you know it's inevitably a new girl. People are just gonna hate, or people are gonna be uh, skittish, gun shy, uh, as I think most of us or all of us were with I. Um, so it was no exception there, but there's just no way. I could imagine and there's no way that you could have done better than nagishi did in terms of the balance and the dynamic between new characters giving them depth giving them screen time letting them grow and letting uh, us warm up to them and giving proper tribute and screen time and love to the classic cast and then that episode you have them both they were both kind of built up and then they both collide there. And the way they interact is just, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it's, uh, it, I, I, was, I was laughing so hard. I watched that one over and over again, that particular episode, whenever I just need a good laugh, but it's just phenomenal how everyone interacts, how Aika interacts with Yuki and Rui and how Sasami is being worshipped as this idol and how Ryoko it's this we get bouncer ryoko and just it just everything was right there and that was like i said that was repeated several other times throughout the series but like that was when you know every bit of doubt left my mind where i was like this is it this is pure tenshi if you will it's been brought back and from there from then on out it was just i'm just gonna enjoy the ride i'm just gonna revel in it because this is awesome
4: i will say that in the beginning I was definitely a little worried about the way the show was starting off, but I kinda tried to keep in mind that the show's probably got to do some things to attract the modern anime crowd that aren't necessarily remembering this show for what it was back in the day. Some a lot of people don't even know what it is anymore, uh because it just hasn't been a household name and hasn't been a splash in such a long time. I I had a lot of reservations about what I was seeing. The character designs just weren't really speaking to me. They did look like the characters, but I wasn't sure if I liked the sort of superhero-y way that they were being used and the new characters didn't look visually all that interesting, uh, although they were definitely distinct from one another. They were also based off of, you know, tropes that have already existed and other anime that concentrate on high school stuff. So, you know, there's always that element of, mm, I don't know if this is going to really work out all that much, but... I think the key thing was just to keep sticking with it and remember that, that this this is it man like since 2003 to 2005 when OVA 3 ended that was the last time that the mainline characters got any sort of massive public attention cuz they've been they've been around but they've been around in a you know official but not quite official fashion with doujins you know they are they are things that are very limited in scope and distribution They're not the animation, which is what a majority of the fans are going to see. So for almost almost the whole fandom, there was practically nothing going on for those characters since 2005. And here we are in 2014, or were in 2014, Getting to see them in motion again and getting to see them do things again and be themselves again. And they absolutely were themselves. Every time you saw them, they were every bit of themselves as they always have been. Were they slightly exaggerated? Yes. Definitely not to the Tenshi and Tokyo degree, where everybody was definitely a little exaggerated because that was like that was tension tokyo shtick it was more slapstick it was more exaggerated it was played much more for laughs of a different kind than the rest of the series which is partially why tension tokyo tends to be seen i think as the black sheep because the attitude of the comedy changed a bit compared to how it used to be the characters were still the same but they were funny in a different way you know this brought to mind some of the aspects of universe and even ova uh, one and two where the characters were bouncing off of each other and the humor was more about the characters and their like rather brash personal reactions to everything and of course we also got to see a lot of just unique things to this show like mahoshi actually doing her job and doing it well while still being you know completely goofball about it and you know washu being the master of what she does And forgetting the one thing, the Achilles heel that she forgot the whole time was standing right behind her the entire time she was doing everything. And then that, you know, put a temporary damper on the plans. I've just been smiling these past few weeks because it was exactly it. That was more what I was wanting out of I, Tenshi. But I did not dislike it. You know, after the first week, after things started to settle in a little bit and we began to see a few of the threads of how the old characters were going to be used and introduced and that they were still the same as they always were. Thank you, Talking Heads, that uh, things were going to be fine. Things were going to be okay, And they were. So I would say, you know, first week, I definitely was a little concerned. But as soon as I gave it the time to let itself explain itself which realistically was only about 25 minutes. So realistically, I gave it eight eight episodes worth of content. And then suddenly everything started making sense and I started liking it more. And I, I grew to like the new characters. And of course, I loved the old characters. If I'm being honest with myself, was this the Tenchi show that I wanted? Absolutely not. But it was a good Tenchi show. And it was something that this fandom and this series has needed desperately for the past nine years or so no i I, it sucks that it's over honestly because i feel like i need more now i think a lot of fans feel the same now that they've seen these characters back in action they need they don't just want them they need them back in action more than ever before and i'm really hoping that that's you know that's what's going on over at aic right now
3: when i first heard this Show was announced. It was. I was at a conference, so I wasn't really thinking too hard about it. But I was still happy. I mean, there's new Tenchi coming out. There's potential that it might come west, come this side of the pond. Uh, I was. I was. Ple- I was pleased. I was. I was saying, yeah, yay, we got new Tenchi. I don't know what kind of Tenchi it's going to be, but it's something. Then when. It was announced that Nagishi was directing. I was like, okay, I'm on board. What, what What's going to happen here? Uh, was I skittish about the 50-episode uh, format that this thing was going to have? Sure. I had the same reservations Chuck did, is that it couldn't have a really good overarching plot. It was going to be cut up. Then it was set, pitched that it was going to be a advertisement series. So, oh God, we're going to be wandering around doing this, that, and the other. I had my reservations going in. And then... Watching the show, I noticed there were hints of commercialism here and there, but really it was much more just the background, the aesthetic, the ambiance of the environment was really what they were pitching for the city of Takahashi. The main plot didn't get really detracted by the advertisement nonsense at all. In fact, I kind of questioned as to whether or not this was an advertisement series anymore. Um... But even then, panty shots, uh, on-scene episodes, craziness. Uh, I mean, I saw Tenshi Ryoko Aieka, the characters we all know and love, and they were in the forefront doing exactly the way they always were. But I was always kind of wondering, when is is that other shoe going to drop? Uh, when when is when are things going to heat up here? Uh, we're not going to be doing school stuff the entire time. We've seen the Tenshiken, we've seen Ukon doing stuff in kind of the shadows. We, what, what what's going on with her? Uh, there there was all these questions, and I one thing about me, I love questions. So the so those lingering little threads here and there kind of drew me in. It's like, okay, what are we doing here? What's going on? Then the episode that turned me around turned I think all of us around sideways was episode 33. <laughs> Unfortunately, it aired of course when we were all at the uh, convention down in Florida, but that episode we saw with a minute we all saw Jirai, jaws dropped, eyes opened, my god, it's happening and things started coming together. From that point forward, things there were still school things that happened, there was the student council election, but after that moment, you notice things start heating up. Benny starts confronting Tenchi. Tenchi start, starts asking the questions. Um, af- shortly after that, they have the confrontation between uh, the, st- the student council and the science club where Ryoko and Aika beat down Hachiko and uh, Hana. Uh, the action starts heating up pretty much from that moment forward. And that from there to the end, except for the student council election where it took kind of a dramatic lull where you had this kind of a uh, uh, scandal between Tenchi and Momo. Aside from that, it was wall to wall action pretty much to the end of the show. And one thing that I actually, actually made me appreciate the show even more was about two days ago, I sat down, queued up the entire thing in VLC. And just marathon the entire thing. It takes about three and about three and a third, three, maybe three and a half hours to watch all of it, cover to cover. Pulled out the recaps. I apologize that I pulled the recaps out, but I really believe this show stands a lot better when you stand, when you watch it as a whole, when you watch it as as a one unit. Doing so made me appreciate it even more so, because the things that we've been saying that were detractors, things like uh, panty shots and and onsen episodes and so on and so forth, they literally are only about four minutes long total. And most of those are forgotten because of the craziness that ensues not too long afterward. This show really did do a very good job with what it had to do, and... I think that when you when you see a home media release of this, and you're able to sit sit down and see it all in, all in one sitting, it's going to make a hell of a lot more sense. It's going to make make things go a lot more smoothly. Uh, in particular, the last ten episodes. Remember that those last ten episodes. That's what little less than 40 minutes of content, and some of that is some of the best stuff I've seen since Tenchi Muyo and Love 2, and uh, The End of Universe. It was very well done. It was very, very condensed. So, essentially, when did my opinion change? When did my, when did my feelings get amped up? Episode 33, the last two weeks of the series, and definitely sitting down and watching it as a whole. Those were the things that really made my opinion of the show start ratcheting up.
0: I uh, I said this in, I think, the third or fourth ICAST, but uh, the moment where Ryoko is first shown in the feudal era, and she looks strong against Momo, I knew at that point on, or from that point on, that the series was on the right track and would not disappoint. You know, barring, of course, the trepidation that almost every single person had the first week of the show. You know, it's funny, I went back and watched a few of the earlier episodes, and, you know, after having gone through the whole thing and subbed it, and... It's interesting to go back and start it over after you've seen everything and after you've been uh, you know endeared to the characters. And I really I really loved the show. you know, I loved how the show progressed, especially in the last third of it, which uh, Pi had mentioned. you know, there in my mind, there was no question at that point whether or not it was a good or a bad show, but whether or not it was a good or a great show. So when I say my opinion changed, I would say that it's continued to stay positive after the first week, and after that first part uh, with Ryoko, and the very few negative things that I thought of the show uh, were things that only happened extremely early on, and like Chuck said, and Pi said, people love to say, oh, well, an entire episode was dedicated to, you know, them being in a bathhouse, but in the grand scheme of things, they were in a bathhouse for three and a half minutes. That's like a sixth of an entire regular TV episode, that's nothing, that's absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of the show. If you could rate Tenshi Muyo* in some way, like, out of five, or out of ten, and so on, what would you rate it, and why?
1: Um, it's a bit tough, it's still rather soon, I tend not to try and put a numerical rating on shows very soon after watching them, I like to let them digest a bit. Um, if I had to say right now, I'd probably give Tenshi Muyo a three out of five. Um at its at its weaker moments I'd say maybe two, two and a half, and and at its strongest moments I'd say three and a half, maybe even four. But on the whole it was a solid show. It wasn't the heights that we've seen previously, like OVA One or the Tenshi Muyo in Love movies. But it was good. It was really good. I enjoyed Almost all of it. like As we've talked about, there were things in the early part of the show that I think uh, detracted, but they were rapidly dealt with. Um, I've also wrestled pretty strongly with whether or not I include the recaps in my rating system, because now that the show is all done, we can pretty much chuck them out. I mean, they're not even going to be included on the DVD and Blu-ray sets, so I'm almost tempted to, to remove them from my consideration, but at the same time... Uh, they definitely did detract from the watching experience as we were watching it live, having to basically sit out every Friday and just watch what had happened the previous week. I was not thrilled. I never warmed up to that concept. So maybe uh, if you include those, I, then it it prevents the show from getting maybe three and a half uh, overall. But um, in the long run, that was really its only major problem as as it was airing. I think uh, maybe the middle of the show dragged a little bit, but um, it was, like I said, they pulled it together in the ending, so maybe we saw a little bit too much school, but for the most part it wasn't bad. It was very deliberate, very uh, deliberate pacing, being introduced to each and every one of the new characters in their own uh, setting, getting to know them, so I understand why it was done. Um, and then I think it was done well, and I don't know if it could have been done too much better, but it was what it was. And so I overall, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the show a lot. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was mind-numbingly or earth-shatteringly great, um, and I think a lot of what we're going to remember about this show is going to hinge entirely on if something comes after. Like, if we get a new OVA series, if we get... Uh, a continuation of I, if we get a movie, then I think we'll all look back and smile a bit more about I, saying this is what brought it on. If we don't get anything, if this was it, I think it won't really detract from I. I don't think I'll get blamed for, like, quote-unquote, killing the franchise. I think it'll just be a nice, it'll, it'll be a nice, solid capstone. So, overall, 3 out of 5 for me.
5: Uh, well, probably, I
3: guess, 9 out of 10 or 4 to 5, because, like,
5: you know, it wasn't the
2: best series it wasn't for improvement, but it was fun and really well done, and yeah, I liked it, but not having Keanu like Hammonds. I don't know, it is kind of tough to put a number rating on this thing. I guess if I had to, I'd probably give it mm, three out of five, maybe seven out of ten. I think that's about equivalent to one another. If it's not pie, I'm sorry, don't kill me, I'm still on vacation. Can't math right now. But, uh, yeah, that's that's about what I'd give it. Um, the show definitely had its flaws. It wasn't a perfect show. It wasn't the perfect Tenchi show by any means, but it was still a damn good show. And uh, quite honestly, I think if anybody's blaming this show for killing the franchise, they're full of it. In all honesty, because the show's, its whole purpose was to revive the franchise, and judging by it, the reactions, I'd say that's what it did. So I don't really see how you could blame the show for that. Uh, I mean, if we're talking about how the show rates in comparison to other Tenchi shows, I don't think it's as good as the first two OVAs or Universe, or the movies for that matter. I'd put it up above Tokyo, I think. Um, OVA, 3, GXP, War on Gemini. There's no question it's above those three, in my opinion. I think the show overall has fulfilled its purpose quite well of trying to revive this, as Nagishi put it, dead franchise, this dead show. I think it's done that. And uh, here's hoping we get something else out of Tenchi in the future.
5: I'm going to say 9 out of 10. Uh, sure, we wanted to see Kione. I'm with you all there. Could have been something behind the scenes there that literally prevented them from that. Perhaps time will tell. But nevertheless, she wasn't there, and I think uh, I think Tenshi Phantom as a whole would have liked her to be there, even if Mahoshi didn't have a whole lot of screen time in this. They found a place for her, and people wanted to see her again. But um, And, you know, you look for other things, like this one was more slapstick humor. So there wasn't as many, uh, uh actually someone brought up Tokyo as uh, comical as that was, of course had a lot more screen time to work with and such. Uh, there was some really, you know, deep emotional moments, uh, with Tenchi and the core cast of girls didn't really have that with I, but with the screen time it had to work with, we did get those emotional moments via the new girls. And that also helped build them up as characters. We got the rooftop scene with Benny. We've got uh, multiple scenes like that with Momo and and uh, Tenchi. Uh, list goes on and on. So, for what it did, and for what it set out to do, and for what I think it is doing, it's already reverberating. And what it you know the potential of offshoots. What more can we have? Uh, manga, animated form, whatever it may be. I think it it absolutely nailed it it did what it set out to do and then some it absolutely it it revitalized the franchise we're talking about it again as we go into 2015 so yeah nine out of ten
4: as much as i despise numerical rating systems i think i have to up with some way to narrow it down enough so let's say two red power gems out of three It was, as I mentioned before, not the show that I wanted out of a new Tenchi series. And I think a lot of people will feel the same. But I think it's also important to look back upon it as what it was and not what we wanted it to be. The name in the show, Love, was a call sign. It was a flag to wave to say that this is not... Just any old normal Tenchi show. This isn't Tenchi TV as Universe was known in Japan. This wasn't Shin Tenchi Muyo, which is what uh, Tenchi in Tokyo was known in Japan. This was just straight up known as Love Tenchi Muyo or Tenchi Muyo Love. That right there. That was was the statement. That was the mission statement for what the show was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a, a lot of different things supposed to be an advertisement for Takahashi City. Was it that? Kind of, Sort of. I think personally, the way that it's going to go is this was a way to create new characters that Takahashi City could then use in its advertisements and maybe even have some permission to use the Tenshi characters more liberally with their uh, tourism attempts and their advertising revenues. But the main idea was to give Takahashi City characters of its own, and that's where Momo and Benny and you know the rest of the science club or the rest of the student council all those girls may have been made for that specific purpose this show was to establish them as characters and then from that point forward Takahashi City could do whatever the hell they wanted with those characters to advertise the city, to you know push tourism, to push events, have them be the, the spokespeople for the area. It's not like this hasn't happened before. There have been plenty of shows that have been done to advertise a town and then, and then the town uses those characters long after the series has ended. I think that's what's going to happen here. Uh, but it wasn't all just about that, you know, Nigishi was pushing for more normal episode length and Mura was saying, no, let's do more, but shorter. You know, it, he was like, well, listen, we, we still have to make this Tenshi. So that's what he did. He, a lot of it got saved up towards the explosive, amazing emotional finale that everybody had been hoping to see and, and eventually got. And I think hopefully with the way that that was positively received, we'll see more of that in the future, of those characters, Uh, but it was supposed to be a lot of things. A good majority of it was to be a love fest for the fans. There were so many callbacks that uh, Pi and Chuck... And many others have discovered digging through all the episodes, finding all the little cool callbacks to Universe, the OVA, possible winks and nudges in Tokyo's direction. The jury's still out on that one. But there were just so many things, and that's you know that's something a lot of people seem to be confused by. Is they want to pin this into a specific continuity? Well, is this the Universe continuity? Is this the OVA continuity? Let's not forget that this this series is one that has on the back of every Funimation release, a galactic map showing the different places and the different timelines, the alternate realities of Tenshi, so that people don't get confused. I is brand new, but it pulls from all the others because it's not supposed to be a traditional Tenchi show. It's supposed to be a show for the fans, about the fans, by the fans. And the fans, by and large, loved it. They understood its message. And it's a sign of things to come. You know, if if you still love these characters, if we can make this happen, we will make it happen. So again, a lot of things I didn't get to see. I'm not sure if I can forgive the show for the lack of Keone. Uh, a lot of fans are waiting for Oki and they only got her for about 15, 20 frames total in the entire show. And that is a shame for them. At least you did get her. <laughs> Beyond that, that's all it is. It's a love-in for the fans. So regardless of what I was hoping it would be, it did its job admirably. It just wasn't perfect. But then again, what is?
3: As much as I don't want to grade when I'm off-duty, I'll go ahead and do it. I say 8.5 out of 10. And why say 8.5 out of 10? I hold Universe and movies really, really highly, particularly the two movies, and – I've been waiting, I've been waiting a long time for Tenchi to fulfill Ochika's final words, which was he would give this back to Tenchi, he may need it again someday. He used it, he definitely used his sword in this in this in this series, I'm not gonna lie, but I'm still waiting for that. Also, lack of Keone, also my own heart goes out. I haven't gotten Nagi or the Knights in many, many a year and I, I want him back, but even though this show did not do what I liked, even though there wasn't this Grand Galactic War that I had been fantasizing about for eons now, uh, even though I wasn't given all that, I was given a new host of characters who I could care about and fall in love with. The The drama that you had with Momo and Benny, particularly at the end when Momo was given that cho- given that choice of essentially destroy the universe or you go away – she did the Spock choice. Uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. I mean, there was so many things about the show there at the end that made it a very good show. A very good Tenchimuyo series. And while it was not absolutely everything I begged and dreamed of, it is still a damn good show. And it is worth everyone's time to at least see once all the way
0: through. Ultimately, if I had to give Tenchi Moyo a rating, I would give it an 8 out of 10. And the reason being is that while it didn't, you know, looking at it from the perspective of a non-Tenshi fan, it would be easy to give it a lower rating. But ultimately, as has been repeated so many times from the very beginning, this was a celebration of the franchise for Tenchi Muyo. It was made 100% with Tenchi fans in mind. And some have said well, the format should have been like this if they wanted to do a true, franchi- a true franchise celebration or there wasn't enough of this. And while those comments are, you know, comments that people have made on itention uh, Muyo and things that have been done in ulti- you know, to me, I think those are pretty erroneous comments because from the moment the series was announced, it was announced as an advertisement series with 54-minute episodes. Of course, we would all love A full-fledged series or a movie, but you can't blame the show for not having OVA or movie budgets or planning when it wasn't that from the very beginning. And this is the first time, as I've said many a time before, that the Tenchi franchise has ever done this. You know, your expectations need to meet a curve. If you can do that, you'll find a real gem of a series. And you can tell, also, I'm going to say completely unabashedly, that it was masterfully directed, because it's been compared to pretty much everything in Tenchi at this point. And from what I've seen, and I'm sure others have seen from the final comments on YouTube and other places, it's being almost universally praised by fans. Fans who want more and are waiting for the future with bright eyes and bushy tails. Now, I'd say that is a plus and a positive, and in my book, gives Aitenchi Muyo the honor of having Tenchi Muyo in its name. Now to lead us into the final I Tenchi Talkback segment, Nil. God, would you put it
4: that way? It's just... I need a minute. Of... <laughs> All right, everybody, it's that time again, and sadly, it's that final time again for us to talk about I Tenchi Talkback. The Toonami Faithful podcast inspired hashtag campaign that we started at the beginning of iTenshi because this was unique for a lot of people in that this was the first mainline Tenchi series that dealt with the girls that we had with the current culture with the current way social media works and we want to try and use that to talk to you all and have you talk to us so that we could hear what you were saying and then you know perhaps express your your happiness your doubts and worries your general comments you know on here and just just discuss it make you feel like you're part of the bigger picture and um you know i i didn't think it was going to really take off the way it did i was a little worried that we may not get comments at all you know maybe the social media aspect wouldn't necessarily take off with with 10 fans. because a lot of them are just so classically minded you know a lot of them may not even necessarily be on youtube or twitter tumblr or facebook so I was, I was you know i was pleasantly surprised that first week we started it just on a whim Thank you. Shout out to the Toonami Faithful podcast and uh, to Yoku, who is not here, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, he did introduce me to them. And, uh, you know, they were the inspiration for the whole idea. So thank you, gentlemen. And, um, you know, it's it's just been fun to, to get to talk to you all about these things. So this is, uh, this is our last one. And I've picked two comments. They both come from Facebook. So, uh, let's get to it then. Max Ruiz, also known as our very own Crazy Man, has been a phenomenal and frequent commenter of I Tenchi Talkback. He's been with the show throughout its all ups and downs, and, uh, he, he was here until the very end, his comment being, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Naruto, Korra, and now this. This, of course, being posted on the finale episode. And, uh, Something about this comment just stuck out to me, man. You know the way that he's bringing it up next to one of the big three—Naruto finally ending. Yeah, you know, for the few, the two of you who haven't been aware of that, listening in on this, and of course Korra being, you know, a monster of its own right, just in a completely different way. To have Aitenshi be put into the same sentence as those two juggernauts of animation for the modern era, considering how long it's been out of the, out of the way. You know, that's, that's just crazy to me. Cause when you think about it way, way back in the day, Tenshi in Japan went head to head against the likes of Dragon Ball and other juggernauts that we still think about today. And it did the same when it came over to the States, it went neck and neck with, you know, monsters, of japanese animation on toonami and it still held its own it still garnered a massive fan base in the states and worldwide and it just goes to show i think the strength that these characters still have and the way that that something like these phenomenal two weeks can finally make somebody just say you know what this show these they're still some of the greatest that there ever has been and uh i think max's comment there it's his frustration not just with the closing of the traditional winter anime season but you know to to put tension next to those two shows was uh was a very strong statement i felt and i feel like there are many others who feel similarly so while it's not necessarily something we may be able to talk about a whole whole lot i did want to uh i did want to use that one does anybody have uh anybody have anything they want to throw in for that
0: i will say that uh I have not always agreed with Mr. Max Rees on the things that he said, but I will agree with him that I am not ready. You know, I I figured, I very much felt like I was ready after finishing subbing that show. I'm sure that show, subbing that every single day for two or three months took a few years off of my life, but I'm kind of sort of okay with them being gone in a really masochistic kind of way because... (laughs) I Tenshi Muyo was a really special show, and I think that Max, who has had a number of different comments, both positive and negative, about the show, I think really shows that Tenshi fans loved I Tenshi Muyo and that they want more. I just had this weird image of myself, because as we've said, this has been,
5: it's amazing how it's been Tenshi, but it's also, it, it's been current, and it was, it was a currently airing anime, and, and uh you know, most of our podcasts, if, uh, for for the old faithful out there, or if you go to our archives, you know, we're we're talking about uh, you know what what has been long ago in many cases. But here with I, we were releasing them on a regular basis after each week as they were coming out, uh, going to a convention to talk about it, and uh, throwing our own ideas out there ahead of time, trying to see what it was going to do. And going back, you know, we were we were wrong about certain stuff because we were, you know, it was just fun to do that again. So I had this I, this this image of um, because I have not yet, uh, but I really should. I need to go back and just you know sit down and and just marathon it, watch it again. And when I thought about that and thinking about everything you guys were saying, I just had this image of myself watching I years from now when it's when it's not current, but I'm gonna look at it. Pretty much the way I look at the other Tenchi series, because I, I think it will it'll hold up. It'll always be a good watch, but it's only going to accumulate with that uh, you know the 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 good memories and the feels factor. Because I'm going to remember going to remember this. I'm going to remember, uh, you know when it was currently airing. I'm going to I'm going to remember that's when Tenchi came back, and um and the slapstick humor and and all that and the the new girls even though they won't be new as the future goes on all those moments are still
0: going to be great
5: and i'm looking forward to that
0: hopefully it also won't take whoever brings it over here more than likely funimation won't take them three years to get it like they did with war on gemini indeed and on
5: that note i think if we may we're going to include in the description of this final cast is uh, there is going out right now? Because as of right now, as of this recording, we don't know of, and there's there's no news on anyone, um, any of the big distributors uh, here stateside or, or anywhere else outside of Japan for that matter, uh, officially picking up uh, and licensing the show. So trying to uh, foresee that happening, because I think there's a good chance of it. How popular it's been. Uh, there is going around right now. We do have a petition. That is for, hey, Funimation or whoever. But last time Funimation did it, they uh, they kind of dropped the ball there. And so we just wanted to try to anticipate that, give them a heads up. And uh, if if you want, it's not binding in any way, as you'll see on there. But basically, we were just kind of wanting to, uh, you know, I, I've, I've uh, signed it. I think a number of people here have as well. And, and basically, it's just saying, hey, if this gets picked up, if it's brought over here, since the Japanese end pretty much like just did everything right when it comes to, yeah, they got all the, um, except for Aikas who's retired, got a great replacement, though. They, they got the uh, original cast back. They got Nagishi back, so if we have it over here, stateside, or in the English-speaking world, let's do it right. Let's continue that trend, and let's do it upright, and it will be that much more fondly remembered, and we'll do that much better. So just want to give a shout out to that on if people want to still be involved now that we're oh no i is over and there's not going to be that new episode waiting for you when you come home but there's uh there's still a lot that we can we can do there's a bandwagon to to still jump on and be active um and we're going to keep doing that
2: we talked to both Matt and Patria and we asked them if they were would be willing to come back and dub I attention mulio and they said if they were asked they'd love to come back and do it
5: and i'm sure with that ending um folks there's a lot of uh, as we're trying to uh, <laughs> fit everything into a last cast here on our thoughts and stuff um, if there's a lot of questions on like but wait the ending and what what about what about this and and and, and this happened what is what does that imply and what we got those questions too absolutely a lot of them we got answers for, but some we you know we, we don't know right right now as well. But the cool thing is, on the note of, if you still want to be involved and still do I stuff, come on over to the forum, and let let's keep the discussion going, and we'll we'll bounce ideas around, and and we'll we'll clear stuff up, and um, you know keep doing what we've been doing.
3: Indeed, the discussion on Tenchi Forum has not ended and will not end for the foreseeable future because the way I ended, especially with Nagishi in particular, saying "use your imaginations, uh, folks." If you want to join the speculations fest that we have going on at uh, TenchiForum.com, join up and check and check it out because we've got plenty of uh material to work with we've got screen caps we've got old theories we've got new theories we've got parallel theories we've got parallel trouble what
0: uh i believe in japan that's uh pronounced evangelion god damn! (laughs) i'm sorry i had to
3: i'm never mind about that but we've got things going on and we'd love for you guys to join in
5: all right well and, and then again of course we all feel the way uh chuck did as well for Mr. Nil, Mr. Craze, Mr. Dagon, and if you're listening, Mr. Titan of Chaos. Thank you. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for being on the front lines and for bringing Tenchi back to the rest of the world. Thank you.
4: Yeah, I mean, Titan, uh, th- this was mentioned at the end uh on the supercut for the final week, but I wanted to bring it up again. The Titan, uh he was doing work while on the plane to Japan on the final, I think it was the second to the last day of Itenji, he was on the plane heading to Japan and working with us like in the air, trying to get things done. Uh, dedication, man! Like th- this was a group effort, absolutely, and you know it just blows my mind how quickly it all came together at the last minute and how. How compelled everybody became to get things done that, you know, he, he was on his way to vacation and he was still working, uh, joining the Mile High Club for uh, fan subbers and translators. I, I don't know how many people could truly say that they've done that before. Right, so then, our second and last I talk Talkback ever. We have Darren Betts from Facebook who says... I'm glad it's been left open for teenage Momo to possibly return with the Tenchi sensei that was spoken at the very end with Momo's sword and the petals that seemed to link between both dimensions. Not sure if the voice was from the sword or her spiritual form. It must have been something to do with what Mahoshi was detecting at the shrine. She did say that they would meet again in episode 59, which doesn't relate for her younger self. Really hope we get a continuation for the show. Great job, guys want to first off say thank you, Darren, for your comment, uh, and uh, thank you. We, we are, I should say you're welcome for, uh, for the work that we've done. You know, it's absolutely appreciated the, the kind words, for the work that's gone into this and making sure that we could get it out to you as soon as possible so that we could all live itenshi as it happened. And um, there's a lot to kind of digest in this comment, but I thought it was pretty great because it's true. It's very open-ended. Leaves a lot of interpretation, a lot of possibility for continuation in a way kind of similar to the way that Tokyo did as well, where it was like, well, you know, one day she may come back and, you know, she'd be the one to get Tenchi. Probably, possibly in the same manner. There may not be a continuation and it'll be just simply left open-ended, but I like the fact that it was left open-ended because there is the possibility for a continuation. Like I said, right now what I'm seeing, what I think is going to happen is that the, the new characters are going to get dumped off to Takahashi now that the series is over, and they will have control over them, while AIC will do whatever they will with the Tenchi girls and, and Tenchi himself proper, maybe even AIC lending the uh, old characters to the the advertising for Takahashi a little bit further, but there is the possibility that they all could return, and that there could be a Aitenchi Muyo 2, or Uh, You know, Ai Tenchi Muyo in Love or something like that, a a new continuation. As it is, there is, in fact, a manga and several novelizations that will be being released. And uh, Nagishi had mentioned on Twitter that they had doubled the amount of content initially written for Ai Tenchi and had to whittle it down. He said that a good portion of that will most likely see a way out through the manga and through the novelizations. So obviously there's more that they wanted to say, just didn't have the opportunity to. And uh, they're they're doing it through alternate means. That could also mean that they have more plans for the characters. And, you know, as Nagishi also said, it highly depends on how well it did. But it seems to have done very, very well from the positive reception that the Japanese fans seem to give it. Uh you know that that they want more Tenchi, and be it I Tenchi or another Tenchi, they don't care. They just want it back more. So, you know, a continuation for the show maybe, but absolutely left open. You know, the possibilities for her to return. Maybe, you know, so there was a theorization that maybe in this continuity it was established that uh, it wasn't Yosho and Katsuhito that uh, established the Tenshi Shrine, or the Masaki Shrine, excuse me, but that it was uh, actually Momo and Benny who did so somehow, or maybe they did in an alternate universe version of things, because it's what this was all about, you know, alternate universes, different takes on things. So, who is to say? Momo's sword ended up in side the building somehow, so something is up. It's just a matter of what is it, and the she's not saying, so I' have to put up with it for a little while.
0: Well, one of the things that I really loved about the new characters, and in my personal opinion, I think all of the characters in Itention Muyo were introduced perfectly. <laughs> I mean, short of Momo's very early introduction, and I, everybody else was done very very well very very much respectful to the old characters and I would not be opposed in any way shape or form to seeing Benny and Momo show up in some capacity. If only those two for my attention Muyo, I believe they deserve a spot in the Masaki household because they just they were fantastic characters. They gelled really well with everybody. You know they obviously uh, gelled well with Tenchi and Ryoko at the very end Ryoko and Benny have a mad bond even though even though it's not necessarily a bond of words it's a bond of a kindred spirit and i think that they would fit in very well kind of in the same vein as you know kione and mihoshi did even though kione and mihoshi were new of tenchi they had their own deal going on and i think you know a lot of people try very early on look at tenchi or i tenchi and say look at all these new girls that are going to get with tenchi if you believe that, you're wrong. Every one of these characters has their own backstory, even if only ever short. And I and Momo and Benny especially. Benny is there for Momo. She's not looking at Tenchi. I mean, the majority of the girls really didn't look at Tenchi in that way. They just played around with him. They're girls. He's a boy. That's what people. It's what people do. But Momo in particular. You know, you brought up the Sakia thing. I think different than Sakia is the fact that I don't think Momo ever really looked at Tenchi that way. She looked at him, from what at least from what I saw, is very much an older brother type of look, like a a mentor role even, which is I think something Pai has brought up a couple times. And that you know, in much the same way, uh, you losing anybody that you really care about, she got very emotional because she really cared about Tenchi. Tenchi was somebody who was always there for her, uh, and as we saw in the very last, the very ending of the show, in some ways was the only person who was there for her because she was always left behind. And so, I think that I would love to see an Ai Tenchi Muyo in love, or a final Ai Tenchi Muyo, or... I, Tenshi Muyo in Tokyo, whatever, anything that they would decide to do with I, Tenshi, I would love to see more of a continuation of it, but I definitely think we will be seeing more in the future, and we can thank I, Tenshi Muyo for that.
3: Wanting to throw this one out, the in the last episode when they have the music playing and it's a feel and you start getting the feels of seeing everyone, seeing Benny and Momo in the 1300 years ago era timeline, whichever universe they ended up ended up getting dropped into, the visual that uh, kind of calls me back. It's just like seeing Ryoko on the uh, shrine gates. It's one of those nostalgic images that makes makes the feels just start, get all warm and bubbly. But the image I'm talking about here is when ben, when Momo and Benny walk out on that little outcropping just past a forest of, and you see all these autumn leaves falling behind her and around her. That smells and feels a lot like the end of the universe in the sense that if you remember when Yosho was telling his backstory in episode 22, uh, you see young Yosho standing on the almost the exact same outcropping just with older with older art. And he's looking out on how Earth looks to his eyes, and he says it's very pleasing to to his grief-stricken eyes. But you also see that it, when Tenchi faces Kagato at the end of the Universe in Episode 25, when Tenchi, ha, Tenchi Aiken, Sasami, and Kagato even have the same vision of the Earth on Jirai, and you have all these autumn leaves falling around falling around him. That imagery just strikes really hard home to me, and I don't think. This series is completely done. I like the fact that it's open-ended, and you see, like Mahoshi's d- using dowsing rods at the end. It's like I'm looking for treasure, um, and then you, of course, hear Momo's voice ever so briefly with her sword inside the shrine. There, there's, there's more story to be told here. Whether it will be told visually through uh, anime or through the written word or what have you. Just remains to be seen. Support your local Itenshi because that's probably the way we're going to get to get to see more.
0: You know, one of the things too that you know it has been brought up a lot, and this is I want to reiterate what Neil has brought up to some people is Itenshi Muyo is not a continuation of Tenchi Universe. It is an amalgamation of all of Tenchi Muyo as a whole. While there are many callbacks, quite a few callbacks to Tenchi Universe, probably largely due to Hiroshi Nagishi directing it. There are just as many things in there that aren't Universe and are very much from the OVA. In particular, they refer to Washu by her, 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 uh, her name Hakubi. Hakubi Washu, who is always foiling the Galaxy Police. That's OVA. When Sasami and Aika go to uh, confront Ukon about them doing matters and such, they do it in the garb that has been shown very prevalently in the OVA and does not exist in Universe. You know, the one thing that we've talked about a number of times is Gariki-kun. He's a big pink mac. Many of us believe or are under the impression that that's probably a callback to Tenshin Tokyo, where Ryo-Oki would transform into a giant pink mac. So there's a number of different things that this series has done and attempted, and it, it even referenced things that may or may not exist in any continuity. Like, again, we've referenced Call Me Princess, where uh, Aieka was very much the dominatrix type. That doesn't, you know, that's not something that could exist in-universe and very much stands on its own. It's it's calling from everything in Tenchu Muyo. So the importance there is that you don't try to pigeonhole it. You try to let it be its own thing. And, you know, Pai just said a minute ago that it leaves it very open-ended. One of the important things I want to point out is that even though it is open-ended, it gives you closure. There's very much closure to what's going on. And the way that it's directed... You feel that way. Sure, everybody has questions. There's there's a number of different questions that people have, but you never really feel like they left something important out. Which is, you know, one of the reasons that I rated it so high. Couldn't quite rate it a nine, but was really close. Was the fact that as far as Tenchi series are concerned, this show probably deserves a ten out of ten because you can actually follow it. It is a marked increase in writing ability on the part of everyone. It is a fantastic directional upgrade. And even though it is only four minutes long, and even though you only get, you know, in comparison to other Tenchi shows, a small blip in time, the fact that it did what it did in 50 episodes at four minutes apiece, or really three and a half, is beyond astounding. So, not Universe, Support I, and hopefully, maybe, just maybe, that In Love 3 teas that Hiroshi Nagishi has been talking about will be a thing.
3: Uh, since Dagan brought this up, I'll go ahead and throw this out here too. I would like to issue a formal apology for all of the uh, uh, universe references I've thrown out. I am a universe guy, always have been, probably always will will be until uh, *Attention, Love* three becomes a thing and I get to get to see more more dark energy stuff. But there are a lot of things that throw throw back the OVA in this series. Um, I could enumerate them in due time, but. One in particular thing I wanted to throw out that harkens back OVA one and has not been touched on since OVA one is the keys. The keys, uh, the the sword keys in particular in this series, uh, were originally used as controlling ships and controlling trees, as well as being energy weapons. In fact, I think Kagato says in OVA one that it's a tool for drawing energy from the ship. It's not meant to be its own its own thing when he's battling Tenshi in episode six of the original OVA. And that's almost exclusively what Momo uses hers for, and it's something that hasn't really been referenced again since that point. When I was saying that a lot of things that were uh, being brought back from a long time ago, that was what I was mentioning. I I was meaning that things from OVA1 that have been long forgotten, things that have been – Kind of undercurrents and pieces of the mythos that might have been that seem to have been lost were being brought back again. Celebration of the franchise, everything's getting touched on. And if they were to go back and go back to OVA one and start an, start animating hell Tazagawa's novels, I wouldn't be broken hearted in the least. I'd love to see some of the things that, that are going on in there.
2: It's like I've said before, let's just call it a celebration of everything because I mean, what hasn't it referenced? Multiple in Indiana Jones movies, Men, Men in Black, Alien, Neon Genesis, Evangelion, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, just to name a few. FLCO knocking it out the park.
0: I think a few people even said something about when uh, uh, Gariki Kun was hitting the bat. You know, most of us went to FLCO, but there were a couple people on YouTube and Facebook who had made uh, references to Die Rugger and uh, Get a Robo. Which I mean, as we've talked about a number of different times before, uh, you know, Hiroshi Nigishi is the man who directed Man Blade, so he's obviously, and of course, the uh, the Ava references, which are more than uh, <laughs> more than blatantly references to Ava. You could tell that Hiroshi Nagishi was a uh, big Mecha guy. I know I would not be opposed to seeing, uh, even even if it was just a fun little off thing, having like. Uh... You know, we have Bubblegum Crisis set in AIC. I know we talked about this a little bit with, like, uh, you know, AIC is trying to bring Tenchi back. May, you know, if, if there were other franchises that they could bring back, the two, that me and Pi, had kind of come to the conclusion that they would bring back first, more than anything else, would be Bubblegum Crisis and El Hazard. Because those were the two other biggest franchises that they had uh, back in the day. And I said, I would be, I would absolutely be not at all opposed to seeing, like, a giant AIC crossover. And, I mean, can you imagine the girls getting their own night saber suits? Sign me up. I guess we'll have to call them the Big Hero 6. <laughs>
4: Shit, Kiami's done and she's not even in here. i said that was so bad, she muted. <laughs> she wasn't even For in a here. second,
2: I thought you were going to say <laughs> there needed to be an A crossover. I was like, I don't know how they'd swing that. I was like, what's it going to be? Tenchi getting a goddamn robot.
4: Tenshi just looked back at all things for- that have happened so far in this series, and she's just like,
3: God, I'm so fucked up.
0: With just a much more nasally funny voice. Yeah,
3: I'm so fucked up.
2: Oh, man.
3: If you're not going to pilot it, then
2: leave. Fucking Washu telling that Tenchi, because I have a use for you.
0: Oh, Jesus. I I can see her saying that to Mihoshi, and Mihoshi be like, Okay! No, wait, I don't. Never mind. No, I, I take it back. I don't have a use for you. Go
5: away.
3: Tells it to Tenshi. Mihoshi steps up and is like, I can do it, Washu! No, you sit back down.
4: Well, I think that about wraps it up there for this edition of I, Tenshi Talkback, and for all editions of I, Tenshi Talkback. Much like the show, sadly, this carnival has left town for now who knows maybe it'll be back in the future it has been a pleasure and an honor to speak to every single person who has wanted to talk back to us and have their thoughts read aloud Uh, max and darren for this week as well as those who have commented in the past for attention talk back and otherwise on the facebook uh greg angel james uh ezra juan Tachini, Gabriel, Sam, Trent, uh, Cody, Melissa, Jocapo, David, Robert, Rachel, Chris, Javier, Jeffrey, another one, Frederick, Darren, Jose, Keita, Robert, and possibly half a dozen more that I might have missed. Tried to get as many as I possibly could. My apologies if you were not there, uh, as well as everybody who said things or shared or liked on tumblr and all of those lovely people who fostered discussion in the youtube comments this this felt fantastic to, to just have the community come together again and just talk tenji and that's what that's what this whole segment was about and without all of you it would not have succeeded so thank you for giving me for giving us this chance to talk to you that we may not otherwise have had. It's been a fantastic ride, this carnival, and uh, I hope we have the opportunity to do so again soon. So uh, with that, I will hand the microphone off to Dagon to carry us off for the last time on the iTenshi-centric podcast of TenchiCast.
0: Even though this particular ride, this seasonal ride and the carnival is shutting down, the carnival is still going pretty well. Especially if you can find five all-scrows in Japan. But, if you like what you heard, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on iTunes, and if you're into social media, we're probably on it. Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Pinterest, and everything in between. And if you like discussing Tenchi, head on over to TenchiForum.com, where, much like the ever going carnival, the discussion never ends. Until next time, I Tenchi Muyo. Stay gold.